0: Hello and welcome. This time, John Deere and Dave Thomas, that's me, go back to the beginning, or at least somewhere near the start of the middle, for a gothic-soaked proto-Giallo hybrid in Elio Scardamaglia and Lionello Della Fici's Murder Clinic, a.k.a. La Lama nel Corpo. Please join us as we start Season 2 of Due Signori in Giallo.
1: an experience in horror that will shock you as nothing you have ever seen before are you if your heart can stand it see the murder clinic
0: this time in the course of our discussion we touch on gendered violence and mental illness
1: Well, it's certainly the perfect night for um, talking about talking about this film. It's windy and rainy outside. Is it an actual dark and stormy night? It is a dark and stormy night. It only it only uh, remains for my wife to murder me with um, a, a, a razor blade uh, to to to, <laughs> to 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 truly uh, let life life Im, Im, imitate art. But before all that. Um, why are we watching this particular film, and what's the what's the journey we're going on for, for for series two?
0: So we've we've rotated back to the beginning, more or more or less, and I think what I've tried to pull out, if there is any kind of theme to this season, uh, I'm not sure there is, but if there is, it's arc. You know. Arc, yes. Narrative journey, as they like yeah, to say, fucking journey. Yeah. <laughs> um, is I, I guess it's kind of influences because uh, we we pulled in, or we pulled, I pulled in some movies that are had a fairly significant effect on what came after, and then we're also going to be looking at some films that don't come from Italy or Italy stroke France or Italy stroke Germany or any of those kind of Euro pudding destinations uh and are kind of american or british but sit very distinctly in the the jello arena so we'll be asking is it a jello uh, and i think the answer will probably be yes for most of them so uh well, which good, is yeah. which is good because of the type name of the podcast yeah um so yeah i think that's probably as as, as thematic and as planned as it gets mm-hmm um and the reason we're starting here so this is 1966 so it's mm. been a, a couple of years since Mario Barber kind of kicked the whole thing off uh and there have been a few films we haven't had kind of the big explosion of the kind of sexy jello that comes sort of 67 onwards and certainly haven't had the Argento inspired you know um full-on you know animals in the title and uh Lots of blood and gore and, and everything, uh, so we're still kind of in a, a kind of proto Jello phase. And this one is interesting because it sits kind of half and half, probably between a Jello and a Gothic horror. Mm, and it is Gothic as fuck. Yes, and it, Italy had you know had this window of of making Gothic horror movies, kind of starting. 57 with like Ivan Piri and then obviously black sunday So Barber again kind of blowing the whole thing open and then you have antonio margaretty and Riccardo Freda making you know some very distinct um you know real kind of classic films with barbara Steele, and and you know that that kind of real kind of italian gothic then kind of trying to trying to do what hammer was doing but in in their unique way making it something quite distinctly uh european and and, and very striking so it's probably not surprising that in this initial phase there's some crossover there are a couple of films that kind of do this but this is probably the most overt now that's not to say it's necessarily a great gothic horror a great jello but it is interesting (laughs) in that it fits you know it's the convergence between those two things
1: (laughs) now it's set in england isn't it yeah it's set in like norfolk or something (laughs) now i wish norfolk was particularly the flashback sequence where the palette's a bit different and everything and everything's a bit sunnier but yeah there are palm trees yeah, indeed, and the, uh, the the window slats on on, on everything. Yeah, it looks, <laughs> looks 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 quite Italian, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's um, it's the Italian bit of Norfolk. Yeah, that I've that I've not quite yet seen. <laughs> um, but um, I, I so assume everyone in it's meant to be meant 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 to be English because it looks like quite an international cast. Now I watched a dubbed version. Um, yes, which is
0: unfortunately about the only. Decent version that's that's available, um, mm. which was a, a German disc. But it is um, the the Italian language track. Unfortunately, it doesn't isn't English friendly, so we were stuck with the dub, except for a couple of bits when it kind of drops into Italian because <laughs> yeah, those bits bit were funny. cut out of the uh, of the English print, sadly.
1: He's going. He's going on a bit. So, like, you know, mumble, <laughs> mumbles in Italian. Would the was the, was the, the, the sub the, the sub for subtitles the subtitles yes. might say. Um, but but another, but another thing to notice is that in keeping with the gothic theme, um, we're in the what mid to late nineteenth century. aren't we? It's a historical piece.
0: Yes, yes. As as they used to say about Hammer, it's olden times. Yeah. Sort of middle European, any time from. I don't know, eighteen fifty to nineteen oh three, something like that. You know, you they, they always have those slightly random you, you you never can really tell uh quite where you are, but it's yes, it's it's very much that. Um there are carriages and, and frock coats and things and big houses, so it's it's
1: it's olden days. And that's a deliberate attempt to to recreate the hammer gothic aesthetic, is it? I
0: I think at this point they're probably actually what they're really trying to cop is is the likes of Black Sunday, Horrible Doctor Hitchcock, um, Nightmare Castle, sort of the the Italian gothics that had gone before this, because this is actually shot in the same that the house is the same house that they used in Horrible Doctor Hitchcock with Barbara Steele um, a couple of years well a few years before, so I I think I don't think there's any kind of They're trying to channel something that's trying to channel something, which is actually pretty fair for both Italian Gothic and Jallo, actually. (laughs) It's like they're copying a thing that's copying a thing, so it all ends up kind of being... uh, looking very familiar.
1: Shall we do a quick rundown of the plot?
0: Yes. There's a lot of wandering around corridors.
1: There is a lot of wandering around corridors (laughs) in in, in the best Doctor Who Who tradition. Um, So it's... Sometime in the mid to late 19th century, and despite all available visual evidence, we're in in England. We are. Uh, um, And we're based at what I'm assuming is meant to be a country house that seems to have been converted uh, to a mental hospital.
0: Yes, correct.
1: Um, And a nurse... Has started. Uh, she doesn't. We know nothing about her. But we know she other than she's only recently arrived, and they haven't mm-hmm. got her their final accommodation uh, for for her as yet. But we've had we have we have a couple of uh, sort of pen portraits of the servants uh, 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 sleeping with each other, and you know you're, you're trying to create some you know, some some in- intrigue. We first meet her when she's um, reading to a to a, a mute uh, patient who is as 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 as, as as beautiful as she is dumb, if that's an incredibly un- um, pc thing there. Uh, sorry, and and apparently she sleeps uh, naked apart from a very sexy nightdress, which I doubt would be regulation in many Victorian. <laughs> <laughs> yes. well, it, it, but
0: maybe worth mentioning as well. So the the opening credits take place over a uh, a stalk and slash murder sequence um, right. where the the nurse that the main character. Appears to have replaced um, is is seen off by
1: the oh is that point, is that what that was sorry I didn't get that I believe so <laughs> I believe so um, and so that's and like, as that's you say the, that's an in title sequence as opposed to a, a yes yeah right um, and and
0: presumably this this vast kind of gothic manse that's also a hospital in Victorian times at night is quite chilly but she's kind of wandering around the corridors naked yeah as you do. Uh, when there's a killer on the loose,
1: indeed, uh, a killer in a cow, which is which is which is always good. Um, so that night, uh, the killer enters the the, the room of the uh, the sexy mute, um, but she 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 wakes up and uh, she, she can't scream. Not only is she like she can't talk, she can't make any 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 noise uh, whatsoever. Um, manages to get away through the window because she's on she's on the ground floor, and then. Runs both ineffectually and sexily away uh, <laughs> to the nearest fountain where she stops to have a drink.
0: Yes, and it's going to splash some water on her Splash of
1: water on her, on her face. They breathe quite heavily. Um,
0: yeah. And it's I've quite an inept attack, actually, because sort of she's asleep in bed and the killer is above her with a razor and then doesn't really manage to kind of catch her in any meaningful no, no, way slashes, and she gets out of the window. He
1: slashes her book. Um, Yes, which she's having read. That's to her, right. Which is having read to her, so presumably she can't read, um, either. <laughs> but that's anyway. That's yes,
0: they're, they're reading a, a delightful account of the death of Mary Queen of Scots, which just made me think of Monty Python. But uh, yes. that's because I like a the age.
1: Mary, Mary Stuart, uh, not, not yes, which which
0: I think is meant to be the name of the the replacement nurse as well. I'm sure they. Oh, she's called to. Mary,
1: but her name is. Mary. All right, I see. Yeah, something like that. I think. All right. Anyway, um the killer somewhat ineffectually and awkwardly kills her because she stops to have a drink by the by the fountain. Um now there's uh seemingly a cover up and when Mary, our new nurse, takes takes her takes her breakfast in the morning is told it's is told by uh the doctor and by his very stern housekeeper. Uh, that she's that, she, that her family have, have have taken her away. She doesn't really believe that, but she she has no nothing else, no, particular to go on. And we meet some of the other patients. We meet um, in again, not in terribly PC terms, the um, uh, a mad old woman with a stuffed cat. Yep, um, a man, uh, the aptly named Sir, not appearing in this film, uh, who's apparently <laughs> just sleep- who's apparently just sleeps all day. So we never what the actual point of introducing him as a character and then never seeing him or speaking about him again. I'm not sure. Um, and then uh, there's Fred, who's yes. who we know nothing else other than like he has the potential to be a romantic lead, but turns out to be. Um, a uh, a schizophrenic um, and is then used as a false flag Uh, that's his his, his main purpose we're also introduced to the fact that there's a scraping sound that frequently comes from the attic the implication is that somebody is up there and our new nurse which upsets Fred yes
0: I believe his full name is Fred Herring
1: lol I'm (laughs) going to pause afterwards so you can edit that out without much trouble um, our new nurse wants to find out, and to be fair, we find out fairly quickly. Uh, not necessarily Mary doesn't, but the the the, the viewer does that um, that the person isn't is is not necessarily hostile to the to the doctor. She's not kept prisoner, as you might think. But we don't really know the story other than she suffers from some um, serious ailment and won't let anyone anyone see her. But crucially, she's she's in a black cow, a bit like the murderer. That we, that we that we saw earlier, and elsewhere we have a a nice uh, nighttime scene through in the woods uh, with a horse and carriage. Again, if you're unlike, and if like me, you're not terribly familiar with with this genre, but are very familiar with uh, with Hammer Gothic Horror, then you'll know that the type of thing in, in, right down to the day for night filter. Yes, and, um, and a young woman who's apparently French because she's called Giselle and I'm guessing the actress is is, is French. Uh, she and, is, actually. And um, her companion uh, of, of unknown origin or relationship are travelling at night in somewhat of a hurry to get to the coast so she can get away, I think. Uh, Again, yeah, we're not like Mary. There's absolutely no backstory for this person other than... No one necessarily is going to know she's here, which is more about creating creating a mood and motivation than it, than it is. But this is yeah, this is hard. This is hard character piece. Anyway, uh, yes. a fault. In she's the,
0: somewhat reluctant to go to the coast. She is, yeah, I mean, yes, and, she is,
1: and she tries to persuade uh, her her, um, her driver. Uh, to stop somewhere for the night and with, with him, but she says, also, um, she says I, you know, I I need to sleep, but I also need I also need other things." And I wondered, if it was yes. like, "What well, is that for? Like, is that for like menstruation or something?" She needs some like she needs some sanitary towels or something in the way she sort of we women need other things. I was like, "Well, she needs to piss and shit like anybody else." But it's like the implied, the impl- <laughs> implied. There's something like is the Im- implication? Oh my God! The moment that anyone. In the last two centuries, mentions like you know, you know, women's menstrual cycle. If i go, oh God, no, no, whatever you want, just just stop it. Like maybe but <laughs> get, it, get off this coach right now. But it, but it also implies that I, she also seems to suggest basically I need a shag before the night out, and you could fulfil that. That isn't the first, sorry, that isn't the last time that Giselle will attempt to use um, uh, sexuality as a, as a as a bargaining chip.
0: Um, yes, they do kind of do the sort of slightly. Well, slightly unpc, very unpc, sort of sixties nymphomaniac, yeah, kind of edge of you know she's quite quite willing to uh, and see, and seemingly eager to use her feminine wiles to get whatever she wants, but
1: the chap is having none of it. He he isn't. No, unfortunately, um, he's been he's been sold a dud, and there's the carriage. It's like the, it's like the, the I couldn't quite see because. Partly because of the lighting and partly because of the, the quality of the, 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 uh, the copy that I, that I watched. Whether it's an axle problem or a problem of the join of the carriage to the, to the horses. But the wood is rotten um, and they have to stop. And he, while he tries to ineffectually effect repairs, uh, Giselle smacks him repeatedly over the head until he's unconscious. This in, in turn frightens the horses who run him over. But unfortunately leave, leave Giselle stranded. She wanders the woods uh, and comes across a, a clearing right out right out of a romantic painting, um, with uh, like a grotto, uh, and she yeah. sees the doctor burying um, the, the mute woman. Um, who and he hears something, but she successfully hides from his less than thorough search. Uh, it's not clear why he buries there, or it's not clear if it's the first. Nevertheless, there seems to be a sort of. Acceptance that that's where he'll bury uh, a body, so that no one, no one will find it. In the morning, he returns. So it's taken him a while to 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 bury it. it look, the the ground does look very hard there. So um, <laughs> he comes out. It's one of
0: those typical, you know, Norwich grottos, isn't it? Really?
1: Yeah, not the. It's it's famous for its rocky um grottos. Um, actually, the the uh, the actually the soil in, in in East Anglia is very is very peat. Uh, very peat heavy. Um, sorry, it's, it not at all. Sorry, it's very acidic. Uh, so this, you know, basically nothing really preserves, which I'm sure will be good for his good for his plan. They, they totally thought of that. Totally, that's exactly what they that's exactly what they did. And that in this big Norfolk grotto on top of a big Norfolk hill that Norfolk's <laughs> famous for. Anyway, it, t- it takes until you know, the, the doctor uh, until the until the morning to finish this off, where he's just left his horses all night. Um but Giselle um uh, strategically plants her fainted body uh, nearby, so the doctor will find her and give her succour. He takes her back much to the chagrin of his wife, who is seemingly uh, tired of all his infidelities and um because it's clear that he that he fancies her and um but she gets wise to the fact that um something is wrong in the in, in 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 the asylum when she is also attacked by uh Fred uh in in the night however Mary is able to is able to subdue Fred by by basically being nice to him um but then she learns that her the wife has been attacked by someone and uh that there is basically a killer in the house somewhere. Does she find the truth out? Of it? Or does she, does she just? Oh no, that's right. She just black, tries. She tries to blackmail uh, um, um, Robert, and then very quickly finds herself a victim instead. Um, and around the same time, Fred escapes. So they assume it's they assume it's Fred, but then they find Fred's body and. Uh, the doctor suggests that Fred has killed himself, as Fred has previously uh, expressed a wish to die to, as, as a way that, to, escape his, to escape his schizophrenic state. Um, so, yeah, all's well that ends well. Um, but, of course, that's, 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 that's not the case. And it turns out, um, by a lengthy flashback that Robert tells, tells Mary, that the woman upstairs is um, his wife's sister, who he was uh basically really, really fancied and just after they got married and Robert was a very successful um doctor. Um the sister came to stay with them and became infatuated with the sister, um uh, which as is, is the the typical Norfolk courtship of basically playing games that four year olds play but we're <laughs> we're in our we're in our well actually say we're in we're in our forties, but they this they they're probably in their twenties, it's just that's how people in the sixties looked. So I'll push I'll push her on a really, really twee swing.
0: Yeah um, in the Mediterranean we'll, yeah, North, we'll, Norfolk, we'll, sunshine.
1: We'll <laughs> Norfolk sunshine. Norfolk sunshine. will run around um a garden laughing. Um which I've never seen anyone ever do uh in, 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 in real life. It's essentially they're trying to play they're trying to play Kiss Chase. Now if you sort of <laughs> if, if, if like, transpose that into an into an adult 19th century environment um and it might end uh, slightly differently but it comes down to the fact that um he, the doctor was accused of the sister's murder because they visited the um the planned building site of of his new uh of his new practice and uh, the sister fell in a large pool of lime that had been left lying around, <laughs> just big enough for someone to fall into. And though she didn't yeah. die, uh, basically her face melted off. Um, and she now lives in the attic and is a bit pissed off about, about, about all, all, all this. Um, and she's the other obvious red herring uh, for who the murderer uh, really is. Um, but it's revealed that the murderer is actually Robert's wife. Who tried to kill uh, the sister by loosening the rope? So where she near, she where she she was standing, so she she fell into the the Man of lime, and tends to go around killing anyone that Robert um, might take an interest in because she's become consumed consumed with jealousy and she,
0: which is basically anyone. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's he's not he's not particularly choosy in here you know, as well. <laughs> and she then pretty mu- then uh, runs to the top of the the house and throw seems to throw herself off um confessing her guilt as she as she dies and then robert and mary go off together in the morning and i left it thinking (laughs) robert just walks away from this yep yep he's an arsehole he's like he's not he's not a hero he's not a good he's not a good character he's like driven people wild with, with 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 jealousy for his constant infidelity, but he gets no comeuppance. He's already had his his career ruined by the time we get we get to him, which again is another part of the sort of the framing of of, of 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 sort of negative motivation as to why he might want to cover murder murders up, or he might have been a murderer. And there's lots of there's lots of false flags and sort of um, and, full, and false false framing devices, which is good to any 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 murder mystery. But he deserved some sort of comeuppance for being a prick and the idea that he just runs off with the nearest thing this has to heroin and the roles of the women in this sort of rotate slightly in a quite an interesting way. And obviously we go from who is the the female lead isn't particularly isn't particularly clear because Giselle turns out like a good sort of, you know, it's a good sort of 20, 30 minutes in and she's dead by the by the hour mark. Mm. Um, so who might you, you assume she would be the she'd, she would be the heroine but she isn't on screen for that amount of time and Mary sort of goes in and out um, as the as the focus uh, at the very beginning at the end but in the middle it, it changes very very much to, to, to Giselle and all that was quite interesting um, but the the there is no real hero character there's a son anti-hero but again there isn't much more of a personality about any of these characters and yeah that's fine because this is this, that isn't what the film's the film's trying to do but I felt a bit short-changed that he just walks yes. away free from a bonfire that he may not have lit but he gave the matches to people and he spread petrol around the place a lot
0: <laughs> I mean I, I still want to know why building a new Hospital requires such a big lime pit that didn't seem to be entirely clear. But nay, hey, it's you know that kind of a movie. They were going to put a piranha tank in there, perhaps. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. And interestingly, there's a there's a kind of a little side plot where he's doing experiments on guinea pigs to do like skin graft. Skin grafts so, He might
1: he might be able to cure the the cyst. Yeah. Well,
0: because obviously this is you know sort of fairly heavily lifted from you uh, Eyes Without a Face, uh, and one of the things I did like is the experiment's actually successful right at the point where his wife uh, actually kills the sister. <laughs> so, you know, all, all of his striving has been for naught, um, which I suppose is kind of a, a, a pyrrhic punishment in some way. But as you say, uh, he, does, he doesn't really get any uh, comeuppance of any particular sort. He, he apparently sort of does feel bad a, Briefly about his wife because he does say something like, I did love you. You I know, mean, I was still screwing oh, everything that yeah. moved, but um, but yes, um, I mean, that, that that's also a very jello trope of like all of the characters are horrible, even the ones we're supposed to be rooting for. Um, but they're know, not
1: that, necessarily horrible across the board. Like Mary, there's nothing particularly no. No, notably really horrible about her again. She's a bit of a blank canvas because, mm. as part of the as, as part of the who done it. Um, you're meant to have some sort of some sort of uh, you know I, I idea of she might be because she because she's 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 new on the scene, um, but again you've you've no real idea who what she is or, um, or motivations. But she's not shown to be anything other than other than quite nice, um, which I suppose always also means that the others can 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 use her as they as as, as they will.
0: Yes, because the first time I saw this at the end, so it actually ends as uh, the Doctor. Uh, gets into his coach to presumably abandon you know sort of leave the clinic forever after everything that's happened and he sort of the coach goes past Mary as she's also leaving and I did think oh okay so they're not actually doing like a a romantic uh, ending as you know they're both going off separately having been through this terrible ordeal but no the coach stops and she he gets out and she gets in and then the music does the you know this you know this was delightful um, theme. It, it, from yeah, it could have Murder been, Clinic.
1: It, 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 it could, I like the idea of it. Possibly, like as he drives off into the distance, you get the idea that sort of, sort of post ejaculation, she's thrown out of the carriage in long shot, and it's like cheers, love. <laughs> I'll move, I'll move God, on to possibly. the move, move on to the next one now. I've learned absolutely nothing from this from this from this from this situation. It's not a blood fest though, is it? Until fairly late no. on like um no. Giselle's like assuming we don't count the death of the of the coachman which is something different um but Giselle's like the second victim on like just over the hour mark um and it's only really
0: third i guess and Oh, okay. we had the the original nurse in the credits and yes. then yeah. um yes the the mute girl whose name is Jane uh, Jane is the patient who is dispatched and then as you say yeah Giselle is like the third victim uh fairways fair ways into the film uh and then they don't really ever establish whether or not fred is murdered or kills himself i think it's actually kind of ambiguous um they kind of they 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 suggest that he has you know he he is the killer and has uh remorsefully killed himself but um, that's not necessarily borne out by what happens in the film. Though I suppose if the actual killer were to kill him, that would sort of screw up her alibi somewhat. So perhaps that was the case.
1: Yeah. Again, it could be part of the part of the false framing. But are we meant to hmm. assume that the doctor doesn't know his wife's the killer?
0: See, I yeah, that's a good question. I think that he thinks that the sister is the killer. Yeah. Would right. be my okay. would be my take because on it he's because he's very blasé
1: that he won't get killed. Uh, yeah. And if there's like, if you're in a house of say, including servants, if you're in a house of say, fifteen people, and one of them's a murderer, you'd probably want to like find out who that was. But he doesn't. Yeah. See, he, he's more concerned with shutting it up, which suggests he's not worried that he will be um, the killer. So yeah, it's either he, he, he yeah, as he does seem somewhat um, surprised that it's that it's the that it's the that it's his wife when he finds. Her sister's, her sister's body um, yeah. suggests that he probably thought it was the sister, doesn't it?
0: And presumably, the the wife has been kind of uh, persevering with that because she's wearing the same, basically, the same type of cowl that um, that her sister wears to hide her scars.
1: Well, she also um, she, um, and she she fakes um, an attack on herself, doesn't she?
0: She does, yeah. Yeah, and I think she's even doing like the sort of fakey limp and everything that, they, you know, sort of the horribly scarred... Uh, uh, is it Laura? I forget the characters' names because they're all a bit in- interchangeable. Um, yes, Lo- uh, Laura, played by uh, Delphi Morrow. Um, yeah, so she's kind of... She's doing her utmost to suggest that uh, it is, in fact, her sister who is the one who's killing everybody. Um, and not Fred, which is, again, sort of... Oh, it seems like it would have been obvious, but okay. Um, but then, yeah, as you say, there are a lot of there are a lot of uh, false flags uh, to to go around, and basically, the one that you know because it's a jalo, the one that is the most obvious one is clearly
1: not going to end up being the killer. So you know, that's just it's just
0: how it how it goes. But no,
1: that that works against it in a way because it's not not going to be Fred. Um... Because it, because it's trying to and you and when Fred discovered trying to kill Giselle that you see it's like it's not really going to be him then it would be a, a damn squib, and mm. if it's not going to be the mad woman in the attic who's hideously disfigured, which again would be a bit of a, a bit of a, a bit of a red flag, you're um you're not left with many choices.
0: Yes, there's some some fairly in, in insignificant and unimportant kind of servant characters. Um, I, yeah, did, there's I no did think re- again at the beginning that um, the two characters who are in bed talking about where did the nurse go and one of them says the patients are all crazy because it's 1966 and that's not a problematic term um, seem like they're going to be much more important characters than they ultimately end up being
1: yeah the factotum guy um, is used throughout as basically a heavy but the maid after that period, it only appears like in two scenes with no lines. Uh,
0: she's yes, She's only there right. to
1: show that they're the. Well, she's there just for an info dump. Um, yes, exactly. Uh, and there's 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 the, another um, gothic cliché is the the stern um, housekeeper. Yes. Um, who uh, is very loyal uh, to the doctor, but there's no again there's no real sense of sort of motivation about protecting him. Um, so. Mm you're not really left thinking that in there's any realistic chance that she's she's the killer so i thought early fairly early on it was the wife um, mm. yes the, yeah unless there was going to be an unknown factor that was going to be in in in, in introduced but but that there wasn't um i found the lighting in this quite challenging uh, as as well right because it's all on as far as i know it's pretty much all and the vast majority of its on location um, um and like there's huge shadowing across the face is uh, in in some scenes really really doesn't help which i find you know, it's like a particularly you know i think there's a um i think it's Giselle and maybe Mary uh in 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 her room uh, or maybe the maybe it's the housemaid sorry it's the, that maybe the housekeeper but they've lit the housekeeper um so she stands out or well, that's how it looks anyway and mm. then The lighting on on Giselle uh, covers most of... The the shadow covers most of her face. That looks off-putting and I can't really see her face when she's talking. I'm not sure that was a deliberate um, um, choice. I mean, that might have just
0: been the... Because even for a Blu-ray, this this wasn't a particularly good presentation. Fair enough. Um, But yes, I also think, you know, it, it may well have been an artistic choice from a couple of directors that hadn't really done a lot. Uh, and didn't really do a lot subsequently. So, um, okay, I did right, like yeah. the kind of... I did like kind of the shadow play um, when uh, the mute girl, Jane, d- does flee the... Uh, and I sort of I mentioned how <laughs> inept the killer was, but when she does flee outside, some of the sh- kind of shadow play around the outside of the house is quite nice. Uh, it's sort of the shadow of the killer and, and stuff. But, mm. um, yeah, And then there's there, that sequence... There is a lot of... Kind
1: of yeah. And there's that sequence after she's killed where, interestingly, they stay with the killer as the killer tries to get back in the house, establishing that's where the killer lives. Mm. And then one of the servants follows him. Oh, sorry, follows her, as know, follows the killer. And there's that sequence where the killer goes through like the the la- the, the laundry and full of hanging hanging sheets. And there's mm. a recurring theme in horror I've I've noticed, sort of like hanging hanging sheets. Um because it disguise, because you know it, it disguises, uh, and disorientates, and you know it's not not dissimilar to to things like that will turn up in, say, Suspiria with the sort of sheeted sheeted mm. room as they they go through. And you know, there's a. I'm not suggesting it's the same film, but you know, it's you know, it's a, an outside woman comes into an, it comes into an institutional institution, uh, with a mad woman in the acting, um, <laughs> and bad shit happens. Yes. There's. Um, a slight sort of a recall to I think to the color red. Um, I noticed that both Giselle and the doctor were, were red. Um, the book, Mary stuart that's, that's red, isn't it? Yes, I it is. I don't know how deliberate that is or whether I'm just looking for it, knowing what happens in Jalla when you look for certain tropes that, 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 but it suggests that, you know, dangerous, bad characters or something to be a, um, a sort of a, deliberate choice in the colour palette but I may be I may be looking for something that isn't
0: there yeah it, and again I think kind of the period this is made and the kind of gothic connotations there was a tendency to just kind of put a lot of colour on screen just because you know that was a big part of the attraction of the Hammer stuff and the things that are then kind of folded into like this you know the, the, the Italian cycle and the Roger Corman you know Poe films so um, but yeah there the, the may well be something there because as you said like Giselle's kind of an interesting character it's almost like a um, kind of psycho nod in as much as she kind of comes in and then seems like the main character mm. and then is dispatched um, which is kind of interesting I, I do quite like and she's quite good I mean she's sort of while we don't know what her motivation is she does kind of have a bit more to her that you know because um, Mary is, is very kind of guileless. And as you said, just quite nice. And, um, you know, the, the other female characters, but you know, you've got the stern, as you said, the stern housekeeper stroke matron and the, um, the, the sort of somewhat disappointed wife who apparently also has a heart condition, which they kind of allude to, but then yeah. I, I, I don't know if that's kind of cover for the fact that she's the killer. It's like, well, she couldn't be the killer with her heart condition. That's clearly made up. Um, and uh, yeah, so so Giselle's probably the most interesting female character outside of Elizabeth, the uh, the scarred sister. Well, at least you get um, a
1: sense of some sort of slightly dodgy past with the reason mm. that she's on the journey that she is when we when we when we when we when we, when we first meet her.
0: Mm. But yes, yeah, so I I suppose had she not shown up, then it would have been sort of even more padded with wandering around corridors at night, which probably wouldn't have gone anywhere. I mean, there is some kind of interesting. Um or or slightly silly kind of gaslighting where everyone's telling Mary that she's hearing things from the the upstairs floor when clearly it's it's blatantly obvious that there is actually a noise. And we and as a viewer are talking about very, yeah, very early on. Yeah, and everyone's forbidden from going up to the floor yeah. Yeah. anyway. So it's um you know, it it's it's not very good gaslighting. It's extremely poor. All
1: you have to say is there's a secure patient up there. Yes, and that's exactly. it. That's it. That's like you know, don't worry about that. There's the for security's sake. It's just yeah, you know, just me and me and the doctor go up there. That's all you have to say. Mm. Um, what about uh, the director? What's 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 their backstory?
0: Well, it's there's there's a little bit of um, a little bit of intrigue, although not very interesting intrigue. Oh, about the well, uh, the the, the, me, ma- the making of this film. So um, the named director is. Uh, Elio Scardamaglia, I think I said that right, um, who was a producer primarily, and he, you know, of things that may be of interest to our listeners. Um, hello, all three of you. Um, he produced The Whip and the Body, uh, Mario Barber's oh, yes, Body, yes. which is sort of this which this film is, is a little bit similar to. Not, not hugely because that's less jello and more kind of ghost story, but it is very much that Italian gothic. Um, done by someone uh, significantly more talented um, and this is actually his only directing credit mm. uh, but according to Ernesto Gastaldi who was one of the writers on this um, and we'll talk a bit more about him in a sec um, he said it was mostly directed by uh, a guy called uh, Lionello de Felici who was a kind of Jobbing director, writer, second unit guy. He'd pretty much retired from directing at this point, point. Um, and he, he was up somewhat upset that kind of he he didn't get a credit and sort of abandoned it part way through. And well, it's, it, it's credited to over. a bloke called
1: Michael or something, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean that's yeah, just a, an alias for whoever actually. Directed it as much as you know. A lot of um, Italian films um, used English credits. Apparently, not so much to fool um, English-speaking audience, but to fool Italian audiences into thinking that it was like a Hammer film, Um, which is quite nice, (laughs) quite an interesting idea. Um, And but but the the thing that is a little bit unusual is that Gastaldi based this on a novel. Really, the, okay. knife in, mm. the Knife in the Body which I have not found much about but which was apparently also written by uh, Leonello Di F- Felici who was the guy who ultimately directed it so yeah it's it's it, it, both of the people who worked on it from a directorial standpoint either kind of didn't do a lot or didn't do anything wild note or didn't do anything else um, which might explain why as you said you know some of the choices are a little unusual um, and also maybe why it's a bit all over the place kind of tonally in places, you know, that some of it's, uh, uh, I mean, that may just be, you know, the, the the genre and
1: the (laughs) script not being amazing. But Um, I mean, my problems with it, I mean, my problems with the script and, and, and and the genre are hardly unique to, to, to this film. Yeah. Uh, Of course. Yeah. The lighting was the most off-putting things uh, I found. It's like, there's, uh, there's another bit, I think where, um, uh robert and the, the the doctor enters the room and he's lit quite heavily from above but the room's mm. almost in total darkness which just creates a massive shadow um the lower part of his face and his mm. the, and his neck and it just looks odd um and if i'm noticing that then it's i don't really see what the, it it's either it's meant to be doing something in heightened reality this doesn't seem like the sort of film that um is, is 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 making those sort of deliberate choices um as, mm. as 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 it were as for the others it's 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 chock full of um gothic cliches uh but that's i think you know that's 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 part of the fun and the false you know and the and, and the and the false framing is 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 also enjoyable there's much to enjoy it's just mm. there isn't as much plot to really justify the the length and it's i know it's not practical but if this was 40 minutes long, it would be much better. Mm. Um, mm. I think if an outside element had been introduced, uh, a second, a, a much more extended plot, maybe that was external to the, to the, I want not say the chateau, sorry, the house, because mm. it's definitely in, in, in England. Um, <laughs> m- maybe around the doctor's sort of research, maybe something like yeah. that as, 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 as well, that could have gone, you could have got, you could have cut down like a lot of the wandering around the wandering around the corridors which aren't as atmospheric as they as, as they should be although i absolutely take your point that the lighting outside the, the 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 house when you have the shadows on the wall works work work does does work does work well it's just i think to improve it it needed a, a more solid subplot with external elements would have would, would have helped this
0: yeah because it's almost like they're setting up that someone's going to come to come, come and find giselle, yeah right? indeed
1: yeah i was i was I, I was i was expecting that so there you go we've gone from you know maybe the skin grafting thing to someone's coming to look for giselle for basically for the mm-hmm. reason that she's and then you know finds clues or finds the the coachman's body or something uh, and it, and it yeah. never materializes and that's what sort of thing I was, I was i was i was i was waiting on i mean there's much to there's much more that it. it isn't this isn't absolutely terrible um no. but it, it's a bit slapdash
0: yes because it's very much kind of enclosed it's almost like sort of cat and canary style yeah, yeah. because it's all you know a- after um mary arrives and she's pretty much introduced kind of in situ she's already there um as, as the film begins really um, and so apart from Giselle arriving, it's all very much, you know, it all takes place within the house. All the characters are within the house.
1: What for the, well, I mean, sorry, what about the the, the cast though? Um, the two um, seemingly British women that I saw credited, Barbara Wilson and um, Mary Young, mm. uh, I didn't recognise from anything.
0: No, and actually most of the people in this didn't do a lot. Um, right. So Mary Young... Uh, I have no idea if that's actually her real name because she no, she's only has what she only has one other credit, uh, which is in another Italian movie called Secret Agent Seven Seven Seven. So you can uh, you can probably guess right. What yeah, that's to that's of. one of
1: the European Bond ripoffs. Yeah, it is indeed. Yeah,
0: um, and then uh, Barbara Wilson, uh, who appears as Mary Stewart. This is her only film. As far as I can see, Blimey. so so yeah, both of them <laughs> actually, you know, one one or two and done, um, which is which is she seems, uh, surprising. She seemed
1: perfectly, you know, decent in the role she hmm. was the role she was doing. No better or worse than 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 anyone else yeah. I've seen. I wonder. That's very unusual. yes. I don't
0: know if it was sort of someone's girlfriend or it just didn't, right. you know. But yeah, sort of very little seems to have been be known about either of them. Uh, so that, even that the league could track down
1: even the league guy robert uh he wasn't that that well known uh
0: william well william Berger, he was he was pretty well known actually okay. he did um he was a one time roommate of keith richards apparently yeah um but he was um like a spaghetti western star of 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 some note around this time he oh, pops okay. up in a few other jally things slightly later so he's in uh five dolls from august moon which is Mario Barber's take on kind of ten little indians um and he's in uh, a film called my dear killer which is which is quite entertaining we may get to that at some point and he was also like a favorite of jess franco so he turns up in a lot of jess franco fans, okay so, all right so he um, was. which is which may well be why you haven't seen him
1: <laughs> possibly yeah um i wonder um, if he either the script or he introduced the i've got a pain in my chest don't worry i'm a doctor i'll examine you and then i'll just basically <laughs> copper feel that's yeah that's <laughs> yes. nice yeah nice nice and nice and subtle but you know she doesn't mind which you know is problematic on at least three separate levels
0: Yes, and so the other two actors who have actually had sort of longer careers were uh, Françoise um, Prevost, who plays Giselle. It was a French actress. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- the things that will probably be, again, of most interest to folks listening to this is she's in another jello called Your, Your Sweet Body to Kill, uh, oh. not to be confused with the sweet body of Deborah. And she's also in The Sinful Nuns of St. Valentine, oh, which I assume is a god. I assume is a rom com or possibly a musical. Um, sound of Music too this week, <laughs> yes, indeed. And then um, Harriet White Medin, who plays the uh, housekeeper, who's in a ton of things. She's an uh, American actress, so she's in oh, right. like uh, Death Race two thousand and um, quite a few Italian films. So she's in like, Blood and Black Lace and ripping the Body and Horrible Doctor Hitchcock and Black Sabbath, and you know. So she had a, a pretty. Um, you know, she's one of those people that turns up, and it's like, oh, it's her of Death Race Two Thousand. So yeah, she. But yeah, as you said, it's it's such a it's such a cliched character from the kind of gothic. Gothic
1: trope, isn't like everyone's
0: it? Everyone's probably Mrs Danvers like...
1: there in the way, isn't Yeah, it? yeah
0: exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, but but, but uh, she's
1: just she's you, fine. You, she's just a bit grumpy. That's that's it. Yeah. There's, there's, there's and in fact, I think
0: though, in Horrible Doctor Hitchcock, she's basically playing the exact she, same yeah. character, like the Mrs Danvers. Um, so yes, I think it's just you know, uh, you know, it, it, it was probably good money and a holiday in um, Norfolk. I mean, Italy. <laughs> um, so. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it you know, could have yeah. I
1: mean, I, 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 the, an, an interesting way to to, to start to, uh, to, to to start this this new this new journey off. Where are we going next, anyway?
0: Uh, after this, we are taking a detour into a film that we will discuss whether or not it is even a jello. However, a lot of people who made jelly really, really liked it. So we will be doing all three hours of inaction in action in Blow
1: Up. Blow Up's next. Yes. I first watched blow up at uni when you know i was i got away from just you know i was 18 so i wasn't necessarily you know antonini wasn't you know my first port of call um but you know i'm at uni now so i'll start to watch more interesting things and though i wasn't studying uh, film i knew people that were and they knew interesting cool films um and you know i got to you know i, I got to see things which actually it was in that same vein that i remember i told you once my when my first argento was inferno that was about the same time I was there and as part of as part of this same wave of discovering new films i watched i watched blow up
0: <laughs> have you have you revisited it since i have
1: not this will be the first time i've watched oh, blow well. up since 1997 and i was bored stupid um however i i would i would imagine i have my I have matured and my taste refined uh, in the intervening decades. It's been far too long since I was since I was nineteen. Um, so we'll see what I make of what I make of that. Um, yes. and whether I watch it in a new light, knowing Hemmings from, from from Deep Red uh, now and and see. Yes, videos. but yes. So yeah, there's a, a great as as I'm known for my uh, boundless positivity. A marvelous opportunity to, to, to revisit a film that is considered um, a classic. Um, so we'll indeed we'll see if my you know, quite strong opinion, but from a from a nineteen year old was a was an outlier, or whether it's whether I have a, a change of heart, or whether I'm as I'm as intransigent with it as, I, as I, I. I must say I do know several people who also think it's very boring still. Um, whose opinions on a film I respect, so I'm interested to see to see how this goes. Um, three hours, though, oh, <laughs> Christ! Oh, All films should be 90 minutes long, unless you've got a really, really, really good excuse. Yeah,
0: I'm not sure we'll find it. Much like the killer in Blow Up, <laughs> but that's for next time. That's
1: for next time. That's for next time. Uh, but yes, let's let's say goodbye to to 19th century Europe, Norfolk. <laughs> Europe covers all bases
0: As we mentioned next time we're doing proper capital C cinema as we take on Michelangelo Antonioni's influential classic Blow Up we'll probably use words like enigmatic and intricate please join us and thank you for listening goodbye